and welcome to Kardashian It, the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jordan. And I'm Marcy Jarrow. Hi, friend. Hi. Hi, my friend. Oh, boy. We can't pretend like we're just saying hi. We already, I already cried. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh... It's a, it's been a it's it's been a minute. It's yes. been a stretch. Um it's been a year and it's only <laughs> been a week. 2 weeks, <sighs> I guess. So we're back from our hiatus and Jess and I said that there's a possibility no one will ever hear this podcast <laughs> because we may find that it's too frivolous to talk about the Kardashians in this time and we've also discussed should we not do this podcast anymore and that is on the table for us because it does feel like a weird time to talk about specifically this family of the Kardashians. Yeah. And what we've been talking about before we started recording is the idea of taking up space um, and two white women who are so lucky to have a platform and we're so grateful for our listeners and who, all the support we get. Um, and also, you know, I think a piece that can go either way that we were talking about is that this family is not disconnected from the, the conversation about race. Uh, we've waded into it many times. We've had guests on specifically to help us understand, um, different perspectives. And I got a family always feel, thank God that we actually are very good friends with the people we've had on, but it's so weird to be like, we need a black perspective. Let's oh. like, that's a gross feeling and everyone knows it's gross, but we are lucky that it has been they, actual dear friends who are like, who've wanted to, yes. who've asked to. Um, but you know, there are, we are constantly, uh, constantly talking about the racial appropriation that takes place within this family. They are, a really, really stark example of um, of the of the fact that they have succeeded enormously off of um, stealing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we acknowledge it. I don't think we make excuses. We we've also I, definitely like me personally fucked up by not you know holding them accountable enough and by like not recognizing things. Anyway, it's all to say that like. This is a complicated thing for two white ladies to do and we could possibly fuck up and we're yeah. going to try to be very open because yeah. we're learning a lot. Boy, this week is, like I said, it's like being dunked into the ocean with people who've been swimming their whole lives. And it's like, it's it's a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, I feel like if your brain doesn't feel like it's grown three sizes. But that's <laughs> the crazy thing is that there's a whole part of America that is so like insulated from this because I really feel like when I talk to my family they don't know what's been happening in Los Angeles and like other of big course. cities like there's been like well yeah they marched in the in our small town but like it was just like a kind of like you know calm yeah. little like people with poster boards <laughs> um yeah but it's like it's yeah it's like there's there's definitely like parts of America where you're like oh they're we're having such different experiences which is the thing and I don't I really want us to like we're you're listening to us figuring this out in real time is what's happening um as we navigate this which we knew would be an experiment but a big thing that happened for me with work and a couple is in a conversation that came up is the importance of like saying certain 
uh, phrases and terms. And I think that it's like really important <laughs> for us. I think uh, no matter what direction we go with this podcast to, and we put this in our, the post that we put up last week, but like as listeners of this podcast, you, if you support us, then you support black lives matter. Marcy and I, <laughs> if you don't, we don't care. It's you can you you if you tell us you'll just be telling people who immediately delete something yes. um, so if you you can either come with us or you can be left behind uh and we don't make money off of this so it won't hurt us either way yeah. it is truly taking out the trash uh is what that comes down to and so that is the plat that is the simplest simplest lowest bar of what we can do with our platform here is to say that black yeah. lives matter um, what happened to George Floyd and numerous other black Americans is um, a hideous, Hundreds, awful yeah. piece or, of our history. And it's not, you know, th I think we both know that, like, there is a, a ton of resources being pushed out right now. There's so much learning going on. Um, we hope that you are doing that. I will <laughs> say this before you decide that you are mad at us. Why don't you in earnest go try to like do some research and read anything about this before you get mad at us, some white women who are saying the least we can do, the very littlest least <laughs> we can do is to say we, we stand with black lives matter. Uh, that, and, and it's all been a fucking nightmare. Before you say anything else, you I ask you in earnest to go just do some research. It's all over the place. You, if you can avoid it, I don't know how, but it's <laughs> there's plenty of places to learn. Um, I think that that's you know, Marzi and I, I think are passionate and and it it would be in a lot of ways like I had thoughts of you know like let's read let's use the podcast to talk through different uh, websites and different places to donate. We've put a lot of that. Uh, Marcy actually, I have to give credit is the one who accumulated all those links from last week's post and put a lot it. of. I took it from someplace else. Everything okay. there's links everywhere. Well, I'll I I still did less than you. Um, but please go check that out. There is so much incredible information. There's been even more great uh resources and and GoFundMe's and the w the speed that all of this is changing. I'm sure even by the time this goes up tomorrow, this will sound like it was from a different time. But um, I just wanted to say that because that was something. Yeah. And I think you're just really listening to us struggle, which with with uh, in a way that we're certainly not asking anybody else to carry for us. <laughs> yeah, we're like, look, we are. I acknowledge me personally. I have already fucked up and I am. <laughs> oh my God. I, I benefit from a white supremacist society and I've definitely been so insensitive and done things I'm deeply ashamed of from this moment on. I'm going to try really hard and I will probably still mess up and I'm fucking scared, but I will take it on the chin and I yep. implore everyone to just take it on, take it the, on chin. the chin take I it on the chin I think denial of racism is so stupid when it's so easy to be like oh of course that was racist oh no and shit come on like of course it was like and it's not permanent and I think we just need to get over that that's like it doesn't change until you acknowledge that it's a thing and then try to do better. So like just to be like, that's not I'm not racist. Like no one gives a shit if you're not no. part of the KKK. That's not what racism in America <laughs> is exactly. Not the only thing it is, at least. So and I and I think that like if, already, if discomfort, I'm already ranting, I'm sorry. No, it's OK. <laughs> I think the whole point is this. If discomfort and if you have to listen to our discomfort, I apologize. But I think that that is the objective. Uh, the, I think that is a simple thing for white people to just sit with. Um, and so, yeah, like we'll, I'm sure, fuck up and uh, call us out. We've been we have 
<laughs> we joke a lot, but we have I have learned so much hosting this podcast. I have been so uh, truly enlightened by so many of our listeners um, and made to think about things through very different lenses. And so uh, it's no one's job to educate us. No, but we're here and we can like Marcy said, we can take it on the chin, take it on the chin uh, and up your beds if you got to. I don't know. I'm have to figure something out. It's not working. <laughs> I have been like a shell. Uh, I've been like, why have I been sleeping 18 hours a day? And then I'm like, oh, I'm clinically depressed. That's what's happening. OK, yes. The, the whole major depressive disorder thing is really uh, it's really fighting me. Uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, this has got to be this is its moment, you know, oh, if boy. not now, then when? Uh, woof. Yeah. Woof. Um, but I think that's the end of preaching. That's the it's, end of our preach. Do, it does yeah. like all, it's all parallel with the news. So, yeah. Um, uh, but there is some fun news of Kylie Jenner is no longer a billionaire. And that's, yeah, this, this really bubbled up in the middle and it was like very bizarre as like everything was happening in the last like week and a half. That This Kylie thing really took took off oh my god i was so sad that it that like we didn't get to cover it last week because it was <laughs> truly exhilarating this is what a story forbes is clearly so furious at kylie jenner forbes is on one <laughs> um jess i feel like you're so much better at a book report can you do you remember this or should we look at it real i'll quick? do my best i'll do my best basically uh, uh forbes put out an article and it says inside Kylie Jenner's web of lies and why she's no longer a billionaire. So for everybody, everybody knows they have put Kylie on their cover, I believe twice. They, Forbes has a long relationship with the Kardashians. They've anointed Kim. She's done covers. And then before this, there was a dust up uh, in, more recently in the last couple months between Kanye and Forbes because he was angry that they were had not had not listed him as a billionaire when he, he was he's like i'm 1.3 billionaire right and so my guess is that this has like that speaks to whatever this unraveling was between the, the kardashian the jenner's wests and forbes but this piece that they put out is a shocker it alleges that chris kardashian uh specifically but of course with kylie lied to forbes that they falsified documents tax that they falsified tax, tax returns, returns which i believe is a federal offense it is so basically coty we know that kylie uh, cosmetics sold to coty c-o-t-y that company that mega brand um and and that's Kylie, you know, took 51 percent and sold the company. And so apparently the way that this came out was because of filings released publicly by because Cody is publicly traded, unlike Kylie Cosmetics um, over the past six months. And the, it says uh, lay bare one of the family's best kept secrets. Kylie's business is significantly smaller and less profitable than the family has spent years leading the cosmetics industry and media outlets, including Forbes, to believe uh, of course, white lies, omissions, and outright fabrications are to be expected from the family that perfected <sighs> and then monetized the concept of famous for being famous. I mean, this is they out for blood. Literally um, compare Kylie Jenner to Donald Trump Donald when Trump. it comes to inflating her wealth. It's um, They claim that Kris Jenner showed tax returns that were falsified. Um, they're basically like, look, there is no way that... because. The basically like when 
Kylie lips, whatever Kylie cosmetics, like Cody, you can see that it makes a lot less money. It's like they didn't just drop off overnight. They're not like losing money. They have never made this kind of money. Right. Um, that's that's the inflation piece is the part where it's like this. The company has been overvalued. Um, yes. Always. By huge margins. Like, like huge. Let's see. Uh, estimating their business, which was a little overhead, was notching 44 percent net margins. And then. But, well, I can't, honestly, I shouldn't even try to, like, figure out what Forbes is saying right here. But I'll just say that they are definitely, like, lying about how much they make from it. It was wild. I recommend everybody read it, if nothing else, because... Also, I thought the most riveting thing about it was that learning that KMJ is a trust that started Kyle. It started with Kylie. And that is Chris... What's her name? Chris... Chris, Chris, Kristen... Marie. Marie. Yeah, I wasn't sure what her middle name was. So that's her. So Kylie is not one. She's not a millionaire. And she's also not self-made because her mommy started the company. And so she doesn't own. So they were saying she owns still 49% of her company. She doesn't because her mom owns 4.9% as well and always has. And before that, it was a bigger percentage because she owned it all. So like that's 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 mommy's 10% there. Exactly. And so like so it just is like. Like, oh god and so chris and on so i'm getting too excited about it because that's like one piece it's like crazy and that so kylie when it came out was like guys there are bigger things going on in the world than how much i make and they have flat out like representatives from the family they let's see um uh, the representatives of kylie and chris jenner sent a letter to forbes denying that kylie has lied or that the tax returns the jenner sent us contained false numbers the accusations that the Jenners is a quote, the accusations that the Jenners and or their accountants falsified tax returns and then lied about their 2016 revenues for the last four years is are absolutely false. And then that's um, just part of the letter. But in other news, Kylie was fucking livid that she was trying yes. to call her mom when this shit was hitting the bricks. Kylie was calling Mama Chris and Mommy wasn't answering. Her number one. You gotta, that's not how that works, Chris. You gotta keep her happy. She was like, sorry, bad connection. (laughs) (laughs) She was not having it. I didn't see, I missed, I remember the first tweet about like, there's other things going on. I didn't see these ones about these, there's a bunch more tweets. What am I even waking up to? I thought this was a reputable site. All I see are a number of inaccurate statements and unproven assumptions. LOL. I've never asked for a title or tried to lie my way there ever, period. I just posed for the cover under false pretenses that's not lying <laughs> uh, quote even creating tax returns that were likely forged and quote that's your proof so you just thought they were forged like actually what am i reading <laughs> i like that how like well that just is the perfect like bitchy bi- billionaire response i just well she's not a billionaire just so don't get it twisted that's true. i just that's true. feel so bad for her that she's repeating her mother's lies yeah I mean, because Chris it, will take that. She will take it to prison. I just like, uh, unfortunately, it's a pr- very well reported. Unfortunately for the for uh, Kylie and Chris, it's very well reported. I don't put a lot of stock in Forbes. I think that they are like a weird publication in a sense, like any publication that needs to like 
uh, do regular like billionaire lists and like they're just sort of an all over the place publication but I think it's 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 a reputable enough publication that they couldn't they would know better than to put something like this out without it being like very well researched um, yes and fact checked and it's um, like well now that it's public like you can't deny that it's like wait it's making so much less money than they said it was yeah is, is it because being uh in every store is worse than just buying <laughs> online no or fatigue over like mediocre products you yeah, know i mean like could could be could be but i i just feel like you know once things start popping up in every like town in america they can only sell more they can't yeah. you know well but for it to be that big of a discrepancy i think it's, is impossible yes so what excitement <sighs> what ex- juicy excitement. juicy juicy i can't wait to see what happens uh next with forbes and <gasps> this family <laughs> do you think kylie's gonna fire chris at some point um yes no i don't know i feel like they are chained to her for life do like you they're think she would do a thing where like chris did for rob where it's like okay I'm selling Rob socks through Kylie Cosmetics now. Everyone gets a free sock because I want Rob to make money. He can't do it on his own. So we need someone else to like float him. So in that way that like she's like, I have another business manager who's going to be partnering with my mother. Yeah. So yes. that mommy can I bet still it'll get be that. She'll lose extra money just to save just so her mom can have. I don't know. I would fucking fire my mom. I'd be like, you hope it you might- saved. I hope you saved a lot of that money. I mean, it wouldn't be a bad look for her, you also, know, if wait, the bigger implication is if Kylie thought she was a billionaire and her mom was taking 10 percent, but she wasn't quite a billionaire. Was her mom in bez- Was her mom like, f- like fraudulently stealing a bunch of her money? I don't know. Do you think Kylie's like, shit, I never even looked at this stuff. Probably. I think that's more likely, you know, but truly her mom could be robbing. It's not. I mean, hey, it has happened before where people's parents have robbed from their children. That is that's the tale of Hollywood child actors. Right. Yeah. I mean, and ultimately this whole thing, not to like tie it to the news, but it's like what a reminder how stupid the concept of billionaires is like how how just like gross and stupid and just like give your money away go do something with go do something or fi- we fix got, it yeah let's not <laughs> we can't not let them have our money they don't need any more of it they have enough this family has so Too much money many and they're not even the worst people we're giving our money to honestly i don't no. give them that much money but no like, i'm giving them my time <laughs> yeah oh yeah we definitely if, if time is money then uh oh shit 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 we um, broke uh, but we have made 30 dollars or more from this <laughs> that is true uh, yeah just as a note marcy and i did discuss that even if we wanted to we couldn't donate the, any profits from this podcast i mean i guess technically i have but times 10 <laughs> like yes, i've that's donated what I mean. like whatever i paid and then uh 10 times more uh it's just in and only an indirect <laughs> donations <laughs> oh we're just not quite those uh, i like showed just the numbers for what the making uh what um uh my favorite murderers make the my favorite murder <laughs> podcast what they make and just could not believe i was like sure i was reading your text wrong you probably thought i was, I was lying when i was like they're millionaires you probably thought it was like hyperbole yeah i was like Hi. no they signed a 10 million dollar contract like a year ago like <laughs> What are we doing? What's happening? How is it so different? Do people love murder so much more than the Kardashians? The answer is 
Uh, yes. Absolute yes. Absolutely. Absolutely yes. Um, so before <sighs> we get into any more like things that like align with current events, maybe we should talk about Scott um, going. Yeah. One, Scott over the weekend, Scott, Courtney, and the kids were at Nobu with no mask on, having a good old time. You're rich oh. and you don't get COVID. It's over, apparently. <laughs> I still don't leave my house, but if you're rich, COVID has been long over. (laughs) I guess they're all at Nobu. Um, So basically, uh, for Scott's birthday, he went with Courtney and the kids to Utah. They like threw him a surprise party there. It's essentially because he's been left alone and is in between like treatment options. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, but the, it was like this, did you watch the video that I posted? No, no? I didn't get a chance to watch it. It's like people just kind of recapping what they know about inside Scott and Sophia's relationship. And apparently Sophia was like, (laughs) he was really disrespectful to her during quarantine and he would often roll his eyes at her. And I was like, yeah, cause you're like the age gap is so big <laughs> yes. and he was like you know and I, I bet he was drinking and having a good old time and just being like god what did i do <laughs> <laughs> she's so hot but still so young so young so young is uh, she 21 yet i don't I, think she she's, is yeah she's like a year younger than kylie so i think she's like tr- like yeah I'm she's like kylie's like gonna be 23 21 and, okay yeah she's like yeah I think like a little yeah. like more than a, a year little grown, yeah. a tiny bit grown. But and they've been together off and on for two, two or three years. That's nasty. Yeah. That's gross, oh, guys. No, that's nasty. I don't like it. I don't like a May December. <laughs> Only May December after the age of thirty. That's when we get to May December. No May December's before no, thirty. And primarily just in the. I like it better older woman, younger man. <laughs> it's so funny. I was like just being total ageist, guys, but um. Uh, when the old people march, I'll apologize then. Um, <laughs> but I was saying how like much I really don't like that. Is it what's the pew? The girl from the one who's dating Zach Brath. What's pew? Oh, Florence Pew. Yeah, I, and that she was like, everyone just needs to stay out of my business because I'm an adult and I can choose to date whoever I want. And it's like, no. But the thing is, what we're saying is you. You you don't even know that it's bad. You don't know yet. And like that's what we're trying to say. It's like we're trying to help you out. We're trying you to help you old out. enough to know. Oh. We were here when you weren't here yet. When you hit twenty five and you guys break up, you're gonna be like, "Ew, that guy's nasty." It's what we wish we could go back and do for all of Leo's exes, and we fucked up. Yes, we're trying to help you. Yeah, because like all you did was waste your hot body on some old man who's going to move on. Like, and <laughs> and in hindsight, you're gonna be like, "Ugh." Like when, like watching this episode of uh, Courtney, Co- Courtney and Chloe take Miami. I was like, the things we used to let men say to us in our twenties. Uh, I, I, I had like some real like, uh, and I, and that's, like, <laughs> and that's what these like young girls dating these old guys. It was like the things you, if he weren't a weirdo, he would date someone closer to his own age. It's a choice. It's I, like yes, it's based on hotness and youth. And and also based on like the level of uh, yeah everyone gets it well but people will be mad and i'm at least glad that there's something else to be mad at me about so um <laughs> uh so yeah that was fun and then there have been some like little light rumors that because courtney and scott have been spending so much time together like and he's been, he's you know scott's a flirter that's just how he is like mm. is there a chance for them to get back together and and reports are saying not on her side yet. There's, it's all like interesting. Okay, well that I but, mean we know that was always historically the deal. 
I mean, oh, he's only going to catch her in a weak moment. <laughs> don't, don't you underestimate my Scotty D. He can get back in there if he wants. <laughs> I mean, the world is topsy-turvy. I think anything is possible, quite honestly. Um, well, best of luck to Scott. I hope he continues on his road to recovery. Yes. We'll get um, some more. We'll get some real flashes of Scott also in a troubling time um, when we... Oh, get yeah. to the episode i mean it, well we'll get there but i was like scott really made the kardashians what they are in a certain like in a certain way like when it came to like the drama like that was scott scott brought the major real drama tra- really oh, yeah. brings the drama oh yeah it's amazing um well so then we have a couple more headlines related to protests related to the, the news a, a big like blanket statement we can say is every although people were saying online pretty early that like where are the kardashians they were kind of like in step with like maybe a a considerable number of posts i think everybody has a right to not be impressed yes (laughs) by the amount um but we we can't say they did nothing though right i think that's that's the delineation is that um i believe every single one of them i believe i don't know about rob i don't think so but who knows well we don't Um, count him we don't count rob but um all the sisters and they posted and um and then I think it was just a day or two ago, it was announced that Kanye donated $2 million. Yes. Um, I, <laughs> I saw some tweet that was like, thank God, Kanye, we were not listening to Kanye processing all of this. Well, they said, thank like, God he kept his mouth shut and opened his wallet. Oh, that was it. Yeah, thank God. And I say, again, the same. And in fact, not only did he shut up and pay and give money, he like also... In addition to the $2 million to the Ahmad Arbery and is that how you say his last name? Arbery? I'm, I'm Arbery. embarrassed. Yeah. Um, and Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. He also set up a college fund for uh, mm. George Floyd's daughter, Gianna, who she's very, you've seen her in videos were so like prophetic and uh, heartbreaking to hear her say, my daddy changed the world. And, Have you seen uh, that video? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And it's like before, like, like that was while he was alive. She's like saying it. it's just crazy. And then also Kim and Kanye are going to cover the legal costs for um, Ahmed, Ahmad and um, Brianna's families as well. Mm. And, you know, that means that's to sue the city that we're going to pay for. Mm. Well, not us specifically, but like that's the thing. Whenever cops kill people, guys, and they get the city gets sued, we all get to pay for them to kill people. Isn't that funny? <laughs> It's crazy that we literally pay for them and then their union doesn't have to do anything and their unions uh, won't let people fire them when they've shot people before. Truly insane. That's it. Um, Also, Kanye was at uh, March in Chicago. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He was there on uh, on Friday, maybe Um, or last week at least. So he was like, he was there and not, you know, he was letting other people talk. I don't think he said anything. So, and I believe the whole point of like, let's have him open his wallet and not speak is uh, particularly just the like MAGA 
Trump of it all. Also, the my... slavery is a choice comment. It's like, that's really right. hard to fucking walk back in this moment, sir. Right. Without so... explicitly being like, I should never have said anything similar. I don't know what kind of analogy I was trying to make. I shouldn't have said it. Uh, <laughs> it, it would be, <laughs> unless it's the title of a book that's a thousand pages long and in, in which I can explain. Uh, <laughs> but like, it's good to see him at least like showing up in the streets to support and not just like like he his body being there means a lot especially while the president's in a bunker yes and like and for him t- to be in the middle of chicago yeah wearing a face mask just by himself no security around him or if so you couldn't tell and then literally there's a big fence around the white house and a bunker you know like no it's i was very it was like a very affirming uh lovely piece of news he's not forgiven fully but he's he's <laughs> doing he's doing something right now so. we'll take it is the answer because uh, you know that i totally had to flip i was like oh shit i guess i'm on taylor's side because taylor like made a statement and was like you know she like came out and i was like oh shit not and i bought a fucking taylor swift album then i was like i don't really the thing is i also don't like her music that was the thing <laughs> i tried i tried i was a fan i was a, a swifty for a about four hours and i was like it's really not my thing you know but all (laughs) respect (laughs) you gave it a shot i tried you know you just can't undo (laughs) years of long history um so then we have let's see uh courtney had a good statement which was about her responsibility to teach her children about racism and white privilege boy that whole family has a lot of a lot of big talks about specific privilege of of being white and also living in a gated community yes i mean that's what that's the whole thing and it's like that is why the conversation of race and this family are are very intrinsically connected and it is we are not the first people to point that out there are many people there's many people that is the reason they really hate this family um and i think all of it is so understandable but yeah i think that the acknowledgement of the uh their white privilege is huge and not something i think i've really heard them dip a toe into before yeah um and I, you know, I fully expect, I think it's so weird with the Kim part of it because she put out some statements and, you know, she is someone who has taken it on her plate to like be a part of prison reform and to, mm-hmm. and to like, you know, fight for, for specifically black men mm-hmm. uh, who have been in prison either unfairly or hadn't or didn't have a fair trial so that's like a thing that's on her plate but it's such a weird thing where all of that is so closely tied to Donald Trump right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like it, for anything that may like sh- the walk she has to walk to keep doing her work while until God willing, January 21st. Is that mm. when the inauguration is? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think so. Like for her to be able to like, it's complicated. And, you know, it is one of those things It is trading. It's trading lives like yeah. one. She could go out firmly against him. But then how many more people will be in prison that she could help get out with clemency or whatever? You know, it's yeah. like that's what happens when you make a deal with the devil. I was just thinking of that exact phrase. It's like, that is the deal that she is. She's in it right now. Um, And if you go scroll through her personal Twitter, it's like, 
constantly uh, right now and not not as like a this is what she should do she is one of the biggest platforms on planet earth um but yeah pointing to a lot of resources to other cases that should be reopened um to gofundmes uh just a lot of um using her platform for good and Um, you could only imagine that like there that there's some personal money and also the ability to be like my legal team is your legal team goes very Mm -hmm. far you know absolutely um and again i think that like it would be amazing to see i think these women also acknowledge like their missteps like even did you see justin bieber had a post that was like i was shocked by what did the biebs do okay i'll find it he uh he said i'm sorry i'm pulling it up it was just not um he is what he wrote I think he put it up over the weekend. He said, um, I am inspired by black culture. I have benefited off black culture. My style, how I sing, dance, perform, and my fashion have all been influenced and inspired by black culture. I'm committed to using my platform from this day forward to learn, to speak up about racial injustice and systematic oppression and to identify ways to be a part of much needed change. Granted, that's not like an apology, but not that I'm seeking one, but just even as a global pop star to say, like, I have benefited off of this. I have like co-opted this, even though that's not the language he used is much gentler, but it is much. I haven't seen any other white pop star or celebrity like acknowledge that Presley Elvis (laughs) Presley speak up because, you know, you stole Elvis you stole Pres- dude you stole and we know it um, um that's why i never go to your concerts <laughs> oh no oh i have bad news for uh, marcy uh, uh, what 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 elvis presley's concerts <laughs> what, what about the king oh never mind let's keep it moving <laughs> i heard someone saw him in vegas uh, oh god keep i wonder moving. if this generation of of youngsters no remembers oh well, you wouldn't remember but like when we were kids there was like tabloids always said like elvis presley not dead scene with tupac shakur like he, he elvis and tupac were like always popping up all over the place like they were not they were like they are not dead do you remember that and sometimes oh they'd God, be like absolutely. together in places like i will never forget always and there's a great movie that came out i think when i was in college called bubba hotep and it's like a great story about um an old El- like a it's like as elvis has been in hiding for all these decades and then he like wants to come out of hiding and he swaps with an Elvis impersonator in order to like go get to live a, a, a life and so it's like a very weird little mystical movie but a weird little fun movie if anybody wants to Ooh. ever go see it um all right so Kendall Kendall <laughs> oh Kendall Kendall look again Chris <laughs> fucked Kendall over hard Chris <laughs> fucked Kendall and uh, granted they let their they 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 let that person do their business and they didn't question her but so the kendall gives a cop a pepsi during a protest has really you remember it you remember it we all remember it the the ad we all collectively gasped at as we watched <sighs> super bowl Which, right super bowl uh i can't remember if it was super bowl i remember i just remember watching it I think I watched it at work. Um, it was for the Super Bowl, and I don't think it aired because of the backlash. Yes, but. 2017. Yes, oh. and it was at the rise of black the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh. It, and and, the, and it's so funny that 
it's her that she leaves a, <laughs> she leaves a photo shoot for anyone who doesn't remember she leaves a photo shoot goes to a protest where there's protesters and policemen but there's no but the policemen are like no there's it's very weird and all of the protesters are holding up signs that are like join the conversation <laughs> like join the conversation that's how all advertisers used to be about anything they're like join the conversation we don't take a side uh, <laughs> and we need like, everyone to buy our products <laughs> it's not clear what anyone's protesting about and it's these like inane signs that say nothing mean nothing and then kendall walks up and gives a cop a pepsi and uh, as i remember it i didn't rewatch it but the whatever they're protesting about is solved and yeah, everyone's happy everyone cheers and the cops are because the cop smiles and what so were they thinking? so people have been re-roasting her about that this week also there was like Idiot. a photoshop did you see the photoshop picture yes. of, her, of like her getting off a private jet holding a, a sign that says black lives matter but then very clearly behind her there's only a shadow of her hands up and no sign yeah and she was like it like looked as if it was like a screen shot from a facebook page but she right. was like i did not do that <laughs> guys i swear I, and I, I believe her that she i think someone did it on yeah. purpose to just like absolutely because yeah. they didn't even bother trying to make it look like her hands were holding it like it was such shitty photoshop but yeah i think it was just to be like just that people would of course share it of course and then of uh, uh, so in the protests, the nation worldwide protests, a few people have given cops a, uh, tried to give a cop a Pepsi and <laughs> nothing happened. It didn't help. They're like, please take it. It's going to help. It's so it's there. It is. Look, there are little moments of levity. You got to take them as it relates to these protests. And when I saw, yeah, the first one of somebody holding out the Pepsi to a cop, I was like, oh my god what a beautiful moment <laughs> it's so funny because like there has been like i've watched so many videos of such extreme brutality from police that it's been like very overwhelming just to see like just like super cuts back to back and like especially yeah. in buffalo with the old man who was like basically they cracked his head open like there's been so much but then every now and then like there was a video i think it was nypd and it's this like cop who like he either hits or he does something he like hits a protester who's like doing that like just yelling and that's the thing you can you, you're allowed to yell at people it's not against the law like you yeah. that's that's perfectly fine uh and so he like hits someone or like el i think he like elbows them and then there's who's clearly a superior maybe not though it's a a a black female cop who mm -hmm. like as the man's walking away she like grabs his shoulder and she is just scream like she is just tearing his ass up and you can see him like sheepishly trying to go back to his patrol car and she is screaming to the entire crew of them and i was like that's exhilarating to watch there's been a <laughs> another one like oh god the we were talking earlier jess and i about the the mayor of minneapolis being told to go home jacob like, just just the tail saddest, between legs the just saddest get out of snoopy here. walk like <laughs> just like walking home and i was like yeah he's gonna have such a hard time sleeping tonight and he deserves it he shouldn't have gone like that's look it's like this is the you choose to work in public service you know like this is we all make the decision of what our careers are and like this is an yeah. option of a thing it can go this way but, you know yeah truly in the midst of so much brutality to see someone hand a, a cop a pepsi <laughs> it 
it does it does it's nice it's a nice moment it's a nice moment it's a nice full circle especially for for people like us yes <laughs> we're just like i can't i gotta just delete all this i deleted facebook finally though yeah i'm proud of you yeah it was um someone in my hometown who uh said that oh, it was so awful i shouldn't repeat it but i'm going to she said one one she believes in the pandemic that this is fake the the pandemic was fake you've heard about the pandemic right I think so. It's, a, it's not just, it's like George Soros, whatever yes, that guy okay. is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we then she also <laughs> said that uh, part of the New World Order that also on top of there being a pandemic, sorry, there's a little gray cat on my wall outside. He's got a bad hip. I got to, I got to trap that guy. Um, oh my God, I just, so I'm like watching this little cat walk beside my window. But um, aside from that, that also she believed that none of these deaths occurred, that they're all being faked and they're all alive. Mm. And I was mm. like, you are, and I, <laughs> I wrote, and then another one, oh, it was just awful. It got worse from there and I won't repeat it, but I just wrote in the comments, you were vile. You were a vile, cruel person. And I do not believe, self yeah. I do not believe you are capable of self-reflection. I pray, cause I like to use wording that they understand that God makes you open your eyes and sees how disgusting you're behaving. And then I was like, delete, I can't do this. It's pointless. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Ah. <laughs> uh? I'm proud of you. Uh, I have to use it for work is my excuse, but it is the Ugh. truth. Um, but I, I truly try to go on as infrequently as possible because it's a bad place. Not doing it again. Um, All right. <laughs> wait, before we get into, I think that's it for news. Yes. Um, before we get into the episode, um, I wanted to, ooh, actually I might read, we got another, okay, I'll read the, the one that I was planning on reading. Yes. I just saw another message that could be very relevant. Um, so we got this message from, um, a listener named Ellen. Um, Hey, lovely Jess and Marcy. Hope you're both doing well in these weird times. Just wanted to say I've watched the first three episodes of Kirby Jenner and it's truly a delight. I screamed when I saw Jess on screen. Uh, I'm totally with you guys. This has made me see Kendall as so cool and funny and in on the joke in a way I didn't fully appreciate about her before. That's always been my argument about this family. People say they are a joke who are famous for no reason, but they aren't a joke. They are, they are in on the joke. They invented the joke and they have filled their bank accounts with it. Genius matriarchs we stand. I've been listening to Kardashian for the, for years and I've actually been really sick and in the hospital over the last few weeks with some serious issues with my ovaries. This might sound really lame, but when I was in the hospital, every time I had to get a painful procedure or a test or just something uncomfortably done. Oh my God, I'm gonna cry. Sorry. My fiance would give me his headphones and put on Kardashian it for me to distract me. And it was honestly so helpful. I'm at home and recovering now, waiting for surgery in the coming weeks to remove some large cysts from my ovaries and your episodes dropping are the highlight of my week. It would mean it would mean a lot to me if you could give me a shout out in the next week's episode while I'm laying at home doped up on painkillers waiting for my surgery. Love you guys. Love the pod. Love Kirby Jenner. Chef's kiss. Mwah. So Aww. I think we missed this because I'm sure I think this I think it probably came. happened while we took a break. But I still wanted to we wanted to read that. Yeah. Um, and hopefully I won't just throw this episode away and we'll, it'll <laughs> air. But that's so nice, Ellen, to hear. And I guess that is like the one thing, the one drop in the bucket, like or one point for like us, even though this does feel like trivial to like keep doing it. If anyone has any fun 
and we like talking to each other every week regardless so so can i read one more i just saw this i think no never mind you can't (laughs) i think this is an important one i'm gonna also be cognizant of the time in case you feel differently after but i want to i want to read it um I'm going to seem a little fan. This is a different message. I'm going to seem a little fangirl crazy with the amount of messages I'm sending you. Um, But hey, I'll wear it. Just listening to a vintage episode, Life of Kylie, season one, episode five. You speak with Yamara Taylor and cover a whole lot of stuff about black people and cultural appropriation and people with mixed or black children needing to step up and care about how black people are treated. In all caps, blew my mind. It could not be more relevant. I'm a white, cis, middle-aged woman doing my best to be taught, to learn about racism, and to understand how people of color feel. This episode ages so well. Yamara is eloquent and so interesting to listen to. I just wanted to let you know how proud you should be of your Kardashian podcast, both for the continued entertainment you provide me, but also for the unexpected teaching moments. Thank you both. You know what's so funny, Jess, is that I literally got a message about Yamara for my other podcast, too. I mean, she is. I, I like a didn't. Queen. I did. I was like, <laughs> is it weird to like send this to her now in this moment where we all know our friends who are black have been like getting a lot of white people texting <laughs> us, yes. and it's very nice, especially if it's authentic and you would because you care. It's as a performative thing, it kind of is lame, but even still, it's nice to check in. <laughs> but no, I, was like, I think I think she would love to hear it, and like I um, didn't understand the context because they were just like, she's a queen, she deserves love, and she's gonna get it, and I was like, what is this? about (laughs) she for anyone who doesn't know or please go back and listen we she's our our good friend she uh, was a longtime writer on blackish we know her from ucb she's an amazing comedy writer her twitter is uh at impatient chick um and she yeah she's also just like one of my best friends and is a genius and i just thought that was so well timed i just saw that message i i it doesn't say we can say the name on that one so i'm not going to but you know who you are yeah and Um, yamara is like one of those people she is like she just says everything she thinks and she thinks very smart and funny things and when i got my first job she was like call me on the phone let's talk through it and in between seasons she is like let's talk about stuff and like she is always like like willing to be a mentor and like we're so lucky we get to be friends with that we're so lucky that wild woman (laughs) (laughs) covered in gold head to toe she has been (laughs) and like in talking to her over this last week and a half like she has i have she has helped me in ways that she is not supposed to and doesn't shouldn't need to and yet i am so lucky um and yeah we've had her on and and i'm sure we'll have her on again but um that that is really timely uh and i just wanted to read it yamara's (laughs) got a real like preacher vibe you know she's like she rules she's so funny also she's very spiritual and she's done my past lives readings and she's keyed into another energy she's a medium as well she's fucking she's hitting she's checking (laughs) all the boxes for me she is not boring guys stunning too Ugh. yeah we love her um thank you for that nice note and um yeah go back and listen to our yamara episodes and and um we'll have her on again soon um should we get into this episode let's do it so we have two stories here let's start with well, we were let's, to pre- let's give the episode so if, if anyone hasn't seen it you can go follow along we're watching yes. courtney and chloe take miami season two episode three the title of this episode is problematic it's called scott's sophrenia <laughs> oh boy i didn't know that also they never talk about schizophrenia 
one time in this episode that's not what they're talking about (laughs) you know yeah we have a lot there's so much learning to be done i mean currently with this family in this show and especially when you time travel to 2009 2010 i think we're in 2010 finally this is, um, yeah this aired in 2000 june 27 2010 we're almost like caught up to them in real time like we're almost like we're like literally just 10 years away from them though that's why it's so weird to like this is so crazy to see yeah the like 10 year gap Whoa. we've stayed pretty consistently that's what's been so weird about we have obviously like the cycling of their seasons is when we dip back but we've stayed like very closely tethered to the real time of these shows um yeah. okay so we have um chloe after dark she is interviewing what a weird moment the police chief um uh and it's such a weird foreshadowing though this scene i know i know because she's like i love and she like they even do like a flashback of her and lamar watching what i can only assume is women who kill yes and uh, but like she produces like her executive produces a twisted sister so she i don't think i knew this about her or i'd forgotten this storyline and i was like oh okay this is a real deal thing yeah she loves murder path murder path murder path murder path she loves a murder path uh she loves a sociopath murder she wants to interview a serial killer and She's like, you know, I live with one, right, Scott? And it's like, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I've definitely <laughs> been through a phase myself where I call everyone a sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, I it, especially I feel like around this time, this was like, I mean, we know, like calling people crazy, calling people all the things. But like, yeah, sociopath is it's, it's pretty rough. It's I mean, we hear it plenty during this episode, but it's no small. I insult. also don't think she's fully wrong about Scott. I, I don't think she's fully wrong either. But I do think that it's wild to say to someone's face and repeatedly to, and to everyone and, <laughs> and their partner and everyone in their life. Uh, yeah. So we're at lunch with Courtney, Chloe and Mason and <clears throat> And the thing that struck me about this scene is how uninterested Chloe is in Mason. She's so bothered by like this sweet baby moment that Courtney's having with she's like loving on Mason's little tiny feet. And Chloe's like rolling her eyes so annoyed. That's so not Chloe, though. It's not her at all. I thought that, too. I was like, weird. What do we think that is? I don't know. Maybe just in a bad she she you know, this is just she just had a really short fuse at this time. I feel like Um so her producer, Michael, right, he calls from the radio station and he's like, look, you can't interview a killer. We're not going to let you interview a killer. Like it's It was a bad idea. Like, obviously, we're not letting Courtney Kardashian, I mean, Khloe Kardashian go into a prison and interview a killer. It's not going to happen. But he's like, I got the next best thing, which is uh, this forensic psychologist named Dr. Helen Morrison. He's yes. located in Chicago and she is uh, an expert on actual sociopaths and serial killers and famously has John Wayne Gacy's brain. Now, can <laughs> you even believe, I mean, maybe you're not as into murder as I am, but like, how can Chloe be like, I'm so into murder and not know who John Wayne Gacy is? I agree. He's the I killer agree. clown. That's crazy of her. I feel like this is the difference between like now this has become in like the post serial era and my, you know, my favorite murder. Like, 
people are like expected to have a working knowledge i feel like there is a, a division still between if you just like dateline you know yes. and versus like not to knock on dateline because dateline is great but or you were like oh i'm someone who like actually reads these books and am like a true crime person you yes. know but i mean like even still like uh dayline has covered some infamous you know absolutely like and john Peterson. wayne gacy is like top 10 serial killers in history probably. i mean if you know ted bundy you should know john wayne gacy yes. like it, he's like up there with like um uh oh a Dahmer and like mm -hmm. you know those are like the big ones uh, anyway so yeah, I'm i was surprised for her <laughs> me too i was it was a shameful moment and then she's like you know it would be fun to go see john wayne gacy's brain with courtney and mason <laughs> this was the part of the episode where i was like luckily my brain my own brain is like truly like soup from the last <laughs> window i was like this episode got weird so fast. Why? <laughs> We're flying to Chicago to go see John Wayne Gacy's brain slices. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> it's like, what happened? And then <laughs> this first scene of them in Chicago. So Chloe's like, you know, baby talk's a sign of sociopath, of being a sociopath. And, it's, and then Courtney's like, yeah, you talk to Lamar like that all the time. And then they, and then Cl Courtney starts, I mean, Chloe starts beating her. Yeah. It's like a huge <laughs> physical fight. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, yeah, why? That, that's what I mean. Like, it's in a time where it's like everything. That's a sociopath. This is a sociopath. Totally. Sociopath. Sociopath. And it's like, it means nothing unless we like can really look. Some people in our lives, especially out here in Los Angeles, we really have a high percentage of them. Yes. And it's okay to identify them. But you can't be calling everyone with slick hair a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> Although it is a safe bet. I agree. I agree. Well, it's great. We get this great scene where she goes into her interview um with dr helen morrison dr helen and um and she gets to look at the brain slice I, in like a little baggie how like disgusting to bag. have brain slices in a ziploc bag it was so crazy she's like it's like hamburger meat or something and she's like it's so small and she's like well the preservative makes a shrink it's like another brain shrinks actually but it was in a ziploc bag i it may was, never recover it was wild and then and then we do get this great explanation of the difference between, or she asks, you know, can you define like a sociopath and a serial killer? And we get this definition about like, but basically we get this little editing uh, montage where the doctor is going through listing uh, the, the signs of a sociopath and it's cutting back to little snippets of Scott. <laughs> yes. Of him like dressing fancy and being charming and having, yep. you know, uh, so the editors are telling us exactly what uh, they and Chloe have decided yes. and they want us to know, which is that Scott is a sociopath. Also what a missed opportunity to give people the actual definition between a sociopath and a psychopath. And it's, there's nothing different except for usually psychopaths are violent. Sociopaths mm. are not physically violent. Oh, interesting. I think I knew and didn't know that. Yeah, they're like, oh, let's say I didn't. They're know. pretty interchangeable. Um, yeah. That like a psychopath it, is a sociopath, but not all sociopaths are psychopaths, like a, a square and a rectangle. The, kind of th the through line is essentially lack of remorse or conscience, right? It's like actually the conscience like piece. unable. Like, I, uh, yeah. have you read John Ronson's book, The Psychopath Test? It's like no. essentially they're like literally can't their brain does not activate when it comes to empathy or they don't feel anxiety either wow and um you can tell that like that's not scott or else he wouldn't be an alcoholic yeah 
Interesting. Like I gotta read this book. I mean, not that no one could, they couldn't be, but like he, he very clearly escapes his emotions through alcohol and right. That there yeah. is like a well of emotion. Yeah. We're existing because it's not just risk taking behavior. It's like very clearly like something else is going on there. So I don't think Scott's a psychopath, um, but Chloe does. And she tells Courtney that <laughs> she tells Courtney and it's it's I think it's rude. <laughs> I think it's very rude. Um, it's, it's very rude. I would not appreciate someone telling me the father of my child is a sociopath. I mean, and making you didn't a bunch even like when they said Tim was a Lego man. <laughs> Le- looking like a Lego man. LOL. I pray for him. <laughs> so is this the part where we skip to Scott's story because they uh, yeah coincide now because they yeah we get back from Chicago and the stories well, I, I merge, mean to right? skip back to Scott's yeah, story yeah 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 oh yeah um, yeah. So uh, at the beginning of the episode, we have Courtney and Scott touring his club that he does what for? Promoting? I wish I could tell you. It's called I MIA. Wish. Get it? Miami? MIA? Ha 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 ha. And so his friends are there, or he wants his friends to come down. They're coming to visit. And he's like, what if the Dash girls come? And she's like, I don't like mixing business with pleasure. And it's yep. like, well, too late, lady. Your it's whole life is on a reality show. <laughs> You've mixed all the things with all the things. We've literally seen last week we watched you wax your sister's butthole. Yes. And <laughs> you got paid for it. So that was business. And That's it was business, baby. My pleasure. Uh, <laughs> and it was our pleasure. <laughs> so again, we have Courtney and Chloe in uh, Chicago at this point. So Scott's friends come they're in town um, and they want to go to Dash. But before they want to do some shots, they're partying. I mean, when when that man from a lower balcony <laughs> leaned his head out and Scott poured tequila in his eyes. I was like, that's truly funny. I liked it. <laughs> it was a funny. I was like, great. Give me more of this content. Yeah. I like that. Pouring the shots. He, he was like, tequila really burned your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Pouring, pouring a shot from one balcony <laughs> level to the other. I was like, oh, this you, it's helping me know exactly what kind of night we're in for. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they want to go to Dash. Um and then he and oh yeah and they want to drink he goes if they want to drink i'll drink like as if they're like <laughs> twisting his arm there's this weird thing that he's like he, only scott is bringing up of like i can party i'll party them under the table and it's like i there's no footage to show anyone being like you can't party anymore now that you're a dad <laughs> like they never got the footage <laughs> but they left all the vo of him being like fuck them i can still party and it's, it's like, like he experienced it but was never said <laughs> no never said <laughs> um so yeah they they go to the dash store all the friends are like inviting the girls they're like we don't know if we should do it okay yes (laughs) okay off we go bye (laughs) oh my gosh and he's like i can't again he's like i can't tell my friends who to invite and who not to invite it's like actually in this case i think you could you can your partners with your partner is the owner of the business yeah (laughs) that's not cool don't invite them (laughs) and then we get the night right yeah they show up at the suite at the <laughs> the hotel so now, suite that they so live that in. So that Courtney's employees are now in her apartment while she's not there. Partying. I would. What the fuck would you do if you I'd flip the fuck out? The idea of like that's such a like that is such a violation of privacy that is so weird. Like your employees getting drunk with your like uh, your boyfriend and his friends and you're not even there. And he didn't Ugh. even tell you. And cell phones exist. Ugh. 
so dumb um yeah so uh i i did say to scott's benefit he does seem a little nervous a little uncomfortable yeah yeah, he seems surprised that they came and that like he's you know yeah he's just sort of like wussing out of doing anything about it but we also he also to me already looked like pretty fucked up he looked like fucked up on the balcony like just really ruddy and like kind of just already on one yeah um this is the point where i was like oh my god i would hate those guys so much like this is what i was talking about earlier about like yes the way men got to talk to women yes and just like i don't know if it was like a time and thing but also like i think something about being in your early 20s and still being like yeah that's who we have to we have to convince that dumb dumb to like me yes it was giving me such flashes of like uh, and like laughing at the fucking grossest jokes and it just like oh women in your 20s don't like, do it having someone say something nasty to you and you having to pretend like it doesn't bother you but then you think about it for years later <laughs> <laughs> we literally get okay well we'll get to okay. it so then they go to the club it's the big club opening the big night the like the they're all just getting absolutely hammered and so one of the dash dolls katie is connecting with his friend tom and they're like clearly hitting it off but you know and so scott and his confessional is basically like well tom won't close the deal so he you know he's like is basically trying to nudge them along he's like like nudge the kiss goading her into kissing him or yeah and then they kiss and it's this really forceful kiss where he like grabs her tom i guess grabs her head and it's like really forceful and you can tell she's really uncomfortable and it's crazy and then scott uh or who which one asks for the number did I you guess, get her number I, yeah i don't yeah i don't know but somebody asks did you get her number and uh and then scott like screams to this like group of friends her number is on the back of a business card and it says hooker on the front and it's what just a bad business card too it's just yeah what, also, it wasn't, why it wasn't a funny joke it was a bad unfunny weird joke like all that's like, his yeah the only thing that came out of it was you like mocked a woman and a and and sex workers in in one breath for a kid like you forced your friend to kiss her she didn't even want to yeah doesn't even matter if she did or didn't it's like so she gets really upset she runs to the bathroom because keep in mind that's her boss's boyfriend yeah so she can't even like tell him off yes like i remember these feelings you know where you're like when the lines get blurred and it's just like you're trying to socialize and it's like you don't have recourse like ugh. so she's like crying in the bathroom with the friends and then like basically crazy hammered scott comes in and he i guess this in was- the women's room i was furious oh my god and like what did he think like he's this like, was supposed to be an apology i'll make it better i'll make it better hey don't worry about it all you bitches better be at work tomorrow excuse Fuck me you fuck you also i forgot to say earlier when courtney when scott was showing courtney the club when like the earlier scenes Mm. (laughs) he was like and this is a vip area maybe i could hide my dick and your whatever he says and then she's like ew stop and he goes mason you do make my sex life different (laughs) okay no no, he said mason do you make my sex life different i was like what a funny weird thing a strange sentence (laughs) Uh, so um, but we get this like really awful blustery he's like he's so i think like full blackout at this point 
and also, it's so sad because the women afterwards are like uh, this like, was the worst part the, i was so upset jess the girl's like oh, that meant a lot that he burst <laughs> it was so nice of him to barge into the ladies room and apologize <laughs> don't you think and guys he, never apologize guys never apologize and he even called us bitches wasn't that nice <laughs> oh my god i was like what is wrong with all of us oh gosh <laughs> So oh. here's where the two stories meet. Yes. So Courtney gets home and there's all these bottles with black tape on the label yes. so that, you know, production has been being like, can I have that so we can shoot? <laughs> can um, I have that? Um, so she goes to Dash and she finds out because I think they're looking at some old school Facebook. Yeah, I think it's Facebook. Yeah, er, Early uh, days of Facebook. So um Courtney finds out that they all hung out and you can tell she's pissed. Yes. She's basically finding out and it's clear she did not know. And she's finding out by her employees that her boyfriend and they had this night out and they tell her all of it and that there was a fight and, and there, they try to paraphrase the insult and there the whole has to be thing. like a sick feeling in her stomach that maybe more went on that she doesn't know about. Yes. Like, like that one of her employees definitely fucked her boyfriend. Yes. Just like I'm sure her mind is like racing. Absolutely. And oh, awful. Awful, 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 awful. Um, and then so then we get uh oh wait, oh then Wait, what is our next? Is this the photo shoot? No. So she does go home and she confronts Scott. Yes, you're right. Okay. Um, and I think she does like a good job of it. And yeah. then he sort of is like, oh, yeah, that's weird, huh? Bad. Uh, should I join you in the shower? Like he can't like just take it. Have a serious conversation. But I thought she did an OK job of like saying what she felt yeah. and being like, I'm unhappy about that. Don't do and that. And omission is lying to me. Yeah. You know, she, and so by you not telling me is you lying to me. Yeah. She said all the things. So therefore, it felt like the next scene wasn't. Well, the next scene actually is Chloe talking to the Dash girls about Ted Bundy and how Scott's a serial killer. <laughs> Yeah, we get a scene solidifying that Courtney or Chloe's theory. Yes. Um, And then so then, yes. So we have the photo, the quick trim photo shoot. (laughs) (laughs) And it is funny for Scott to be like, can you believe Courtney's body bounced back in two months? And she's like, the baby's three, (laughs) (laughs) three months. (laughs) What an idiot. What a huge idiot. Oh, boy. an absolute dumbass um he's like in his big weird green pinstripe suit and trying to be a boss and chloe's just fucking with him and starts making a bunch of jokes about how he's a sociopath to his to his boss to his boss yeah not even in front of to the boss did you know he's a sociopath and Uh, she's like careful just watch out she was like remember vegas when he shoved a hundred dollar bill in someone's mouth and scott looks actually so <laughs> mad in that moment in a way that's delightful but uh it was it was amazing uh, uh it's great and it's basically her theory being like well if he fucked with our business by by intermingling having this whole deal with the dash dolls then i feel like i can fuck with his business and this quick trim deal with this guy yeah even uh, though it's also their business because they're the ones getting photographed I know. and clearly it's on the show so they got paid more money yeah and the guy's like, well, I don't think he's a sociopath. Uh, well, I wouldn't be the first I've worked with. It's like, that guy's like, I don't care, ma'am. Just do the shoot. Do the shoot inside your reality show. That's what I'm paying you for. And then Scott's like, Courtney, you need to tell Chloe to stop it. <laughs> She's like, ugh. 
Ugh, I hate <laughs> being on TV. <laughs> so the next scene back at the apartment, did you this funny little like dissection of row, row, row your boat? <laughs> She's like, life is but a dream. Who writes this shit? <laughs> It's very much when it, Chloe's brain does this. It's like the famous jump the shark scene, you know, like it's just like her brain being like, why would you who wants that? Life is but a dream. What does that even mean? <laughs> uh, but yeah, we get this like in kind of like prodding. It's just really Chloe prodding and prodding and prodding Scott over like calling him a sociopath calling yeah. him a sociopath and saying to mason like does daddy freak you out because he's a sociopath and, and then we watch basically scott absolutely snap he <laughs> really does uh and she says he says uh would you if i'm a murderer should you really be fucking with me and it's like well and she's like enjoying it too much i know that's the thing is they teased it in the trailer as this like really scary moment and it is because he's um you know yelling at a woman basically that he's gonna kill her um and but in the real scene it's like chloe's just having a ball (laughs) yeah and she's like you know I just did it so I can teach him and he can be a better person. <laughs> it's like, like that it? um, it's she, great. she doesn't stop. And then that's the end. What that's a, the end? It's not even like, a cliffhanger. It, I went back. I was like, was that a cliffhanger? And I was like, I guess that's just the end. It's so funny too, because like they love each other so much now. I know. I was thinking that, that their relationship is like, Ooh, uh, what a journey for yeah, all of them. It's absolutely. really crazy to look back at how much she truly, honestly, you can feel how much she genuinely hates him. It's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, but what a, what a ride. What a ride they've had. <sighs> Speaking of what a ride, uh, we did it. We did that it. Was, that was our ride. That was it. <laughs> that was our ride. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, I just want to say that uh, there are, uh, well, I'll go through all the things, but you can check out a lot of resources um, that we put up with our post last week um, if you want to give those a peek. And in the meantime, we will continue covering Chloe and Courtney Take Miami. We're watching it on Hulu, but you can find it almost anywhere. Um, we release new episodes every monday you can check out our website carditionit.com we've got a bunch of really cute and fun merch there um and you can subscribe on apple Podcasts. please rate and review it helps so much it helps people find us check out our twitter and instagram and like our facebook page and you can always email us at carditionit at gmail.com thanks so much for listening to carditionit bye, bye.